Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Anybody remember what happens in Faith School? <laughs> faith School's the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Now, we, we started out like that because we don't want to wait and warm up halfway through the class and start doing that from uh, moment one. You want to release faith in faith school <laughs> that this is happening. And so uh, uh, if the Word of God is being proclaimed and taught and read and you're hearing it with ears of faith and respect, you will get something every time. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom, and let's go further today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, for grace and strength, for light and direction and help and answers. And we know you are absolutely faithful and gracious to give it to us. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Look please again in 1 John 5 at our text. We've been talking about faith that overcomes. And let's continue with that today. In 1 John 5 and 1, it says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, not everybody in the earth is a child of God. You hear people say that. You hear people say, well, you know, there is the universal fatherhood of God and brotherhood of man. No, that's an idea that some person that's uh, not knowledgeable of the word came up with. Uh, Jesus told some of the most religious people of his day, he said, you are of your father, the devil. No, there are those who've been born again and who have faith in God, have been born of God and are the sons of God. And then there's a whole bunch of people who have not been. And they are not the children of God. And there's another family. And there is an evil one. And they are of their father the devil. And I know people don't like that. But that's what this book says. That's not an idea I came up with. That's what the word says. And truth is true. Whether you think so or not. (laughs) Whether you believe it or not. Whether you doubt it or not. It's still true. Uh, People talk about, you know, well, you've got your truth and I've got my truth. Oh, no, no, no. It's either true or it's not. Uh, Truth is real. Light is real. God is real. Um, He said, verse 4, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Uh, So being born of God, now you are made of overcoming stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, you know, uh, people say, you know, you have characteristics like your parents. You you have your father's eyes or or you got your mother's nose or you act like, well, that shouldn't be surprising. Right. 
that's where our body came from. Well, when you're born again, your spirit came from him. Hallelujah. He recreated your spirit uh, in in, of course, in his image, but in the, the life of God and, and in redemption, and you take after him. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I take after my father. <laughs> well, there's nothing loser about him. There is nothing failure about him. Said out loud, I'm born of God, and I am an overcomer. And he goes on to say, he said, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. We talked about the spirit of faith versus the spirit of fear. And the way you live differently from the unbelieving, defeated, confused, uh, in the dark world is by your faith in God, by faith in Him, instead of being overwhelmed being defeated, being overcome, you actually rise up and find strength and get answers and help and you overcome instead of being overcome. In Romans, the 10th chapter, look at that again. He said, uh, talking about being born of, God, born of God, born again, born from above, talking about how it happens, believing in the heart, confessing with the mouth, and he said it couldn't happen unless you hear and unless it's preached to you. And then you can believe, then you can call on the Lord and be saved. And he said, uh, verse 15, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel, the good news of peace, and bring, bring glad tidings of good things. Glad news or a glad report of good things. That's the gospel. He goes on to say, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah has said, Lord, who has believed our report? Who has believed the gospel of peace? Who has believed the glad tidings of good things? Well, millions in our generation today have not believed the gospel. They absolutely reject it. They don't believe what God has said about His Son, about redemption. They don't believe it. They don't believe this book. They don't believe His Word. They have rejected God's report. And if you reject the report, then to them the arm of the Lord is not revealed. His arm is revealed to those who believe the report. Then verse 17, he says, so then faith comes by a report and the report by what God has said, the Word of God. We see a classic example of believing the wrong report versus the right report in our passage in Numbers 13, if you want to go back there again. This, what, what things happened with the first generation of God's people that he brought out of Egyptian bondage we're told in the New Testament that those things that happened to them happened as examples for us. So what are we to learn from it? Faith is the same. God hasn't changed. Old Testament or New Testament, He hasn't changed. What has changed is our covenant with Him 
and our access to Him through what Jesus has done. Redemption through Him. But God, God hadn't changed and faith hasn't changed. And what pleases Him and what's right and wrong and true and not true, none of that's changed. God's never changed, never will. Can't improve on perfection. <laughs> it's true. He's perfect. His Word is perfect. And the more you scrutinize it, the more you find out it to be so. Never be afraid of somebody challenging what you believe. Uh, now, on, on one hand, don't feel like it's your job to prove any of this to anybody. Because it is not. Faith is always a choice. It's your job to be a witness of it. To believe it yourself. To live it. Walk in the light of it yourself. But never feel uh, challenged or concerned about somebody scrutinizing uh, the Word. It can bear the most intense examination and scrutiny. If it's true, if it's the Word of God, it's going to be proven right when you finally get down to it and see the reality of it. Has to be, or it's not the Word of God. So you can relax. <laughs> and not feel like you got to you know, be concerned about something. If it's the Word of God, it can bear the most extreme examination and scrutiny. In Numbers 13, like we've been talking the last couple of days, we saw God deliver His first covenant people out of Egyptian bondage. They had been in slavery for 400 and some years. And um, that's all they've ever known. That's all their parents knew. And it seemed utterly impossible that that was going to change anytime soon. Even when Moses and Aaron came before Pharaoh and demonstrated some miraculous signs, he still said, no, I'm not letting you go. I'm not letting them go. He, he had no intent. He hardened his heart. And even though miracle after miracle and judgment after judgment and sign after sign. You, you've read the story. If you haven't, go back and read it in, in Exodus. And it's, they were never going to let them go until they had to. The, their power was stripped away from them and they were brought to their knees, so to speak. And, and finally they did. And, and so this people, this slave people, after they observed the Passover, it's amazing because that Passover is a type of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when they observed the Passover, there was healing happened all through those slave camps. And they got money. People gave them money. <laughs> Lots of money. And they came out, the Bible said, the Lord brought them out with a high hand, a mighty arm, and there was not one one feeble person among their tribes, and he brought them out with silver and gold. And so, man, after the Red Sea, after Pharaoh and his chariots being washed away and God bringing them through, they are now to the border of the promised land they've been hearing about, the land that flows with milk and honey. The, the excitement must have been tangible, right? Uh, You've, you've seen what God has done. You know what He can do. And everything He's told you has been right and true. And He says there is a virtual paradise here. 
that he has, he's, give, he's giving it to you. This is, these people never owned anything, never had anything of their own. And so they get there, they decide, well, we're going to send in a reconnaissance team. So they send in 12 spies, and they search out the land for 40 days. And they even bring back some produce, big bunch of grapes, and pomegranates, and figs. So then it's report day. Uh, here they are. <laughs> the Bible said, verse 26, they went and came to Moses and Aaron, to all the congregation of the children of Israel, to the wilderness of Paran, Kadesh, and brought back word unto them. Is that a report? That's a report. And unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. So I guess they passed that, that big staff of grapes up and down through the groups and people are ooing and on. Have you ever seen grapes like this? Have you ever seen such pomegranates? Have you ever seen such figs? And these came from the land that God said he's given us. Yes, yes, yes. Excitement. And they said, we came to the land that you sent us, and surely it is flowing with milk and honey, and here is the evidence. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, happy day. Good news. Right, right. Is this good news? Is this the right report? Yeah, so far. Is it good news? It's, it's all good news. What's the next verse say, though? Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And we saw the children of Anak there. These are giants. Giants. You remember uh, David fought Goliath. He was a giant. And people speculate and say, well, was there ever... People that was really that big that lived. The Bible says there were. And there's all kind of evidence of it. It happened. They were not six, seven foot tall. Ten foot tall. Huh? <laughs> Bigger. Not average size human beings even close. And so their stories of these giants was mythical. It was... You heard rumors about it. But see, they've been in Egypt. They've never been over here. They, this is all new. But just to hear that, Anakims, and they said, yeah, that's not all. There, there's Amalekites in the south. There's Hittites and Jebusites. There's Amorites in the mountains. There's Canaanites uh, on the coast. There's big people, and there's walled cities, and, and there's giants everywhere. Now, did God know the giants were there? Huh? <laughs> Why didn't he tell them? Well, seeing their reaction <laughs> tells you why. He didn't tell them before they needed to know because all they're doing now is panicking because of the giants. Do the giants determine whether they can have it or not. No. Do the, the giants do away with what God said? There will always be giants. Class, are you all awake? 
There will always be giants. There will always be walled cities. There will always be obstacles. There will always be opposition. That's no surprise to God. What's a giant to God? Huh? What's What's a walled city to God? He creates mountains and oceans. Right? Stars and planets. You think he can't handle a wall? A little stone wall that men built? We saw that at Jericho, didn't we? Right? They shouted and God goes, Zoop! <laughs> he can pull it up. He can put it down. Zoop, 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 zoop. <laughs> but they are letting this bad report strip them of their faith in what God said and absolutely overshadow, overwhelm, overcome them. This is the perfect picture of what you and I deal with every day. There will be reports. There's the report of the Word of God if you believe in Him, if you look for His things, if you inquire of Him, you want to know what He said in His Word. You want to know what he's saying to you by his spirit that will always be in line with his word. It will be a good report. Have you found that out, child of God? It'll be a good report. You know, can I get my bills paid? (laughs) What's the good report of the Lord? He always is able to supply all your needs. Is that right? Cause you to always have all sufficiency in all things and abound to every good work. Is that good news? Come on, that's, yes. that is Amen. good news. I can. It can happen. If I'll trust God, it will happen. But there'll be a bad report. Yeah, but now you owe this. Now you, you owe even more. Now you're not going to be able to have this sales or this contract. Now you've been laid off from your job. Now they've closed down uh, half the town because of COVID. Now, what is that? What is that? Never, that's a nevertheless. <laughs> nevertheless, <laughs> not, not going to happen. Sorry. I know you got all excited. You, you went over there and watched Faith School. <laughs> Brother Keith waved his arms and shouted about how good it was. And I know you heard it, and, but I warned you about going over there to start with. Now you got to come down to earth. And you got to realize that giants are real. And walled cities, you can't just run through them, you know. What is that saying? Give up your dream. Give up your hope. Let your excitement die. Lose your peace. Cast away your confidence. Let go of your faith in God and despair and be afraid be very afraid where is that coming from that's not coming from God right where is that coming that's coming from the enemy of your soul working through uh, circumstances working through feelings working through symptoms and working through unbelieving people But it's up to us who we listen to. Huh? It's up to us whose report we believe. Hmm? They said to giants everywhere, walled cities, verse 30, 
Oh, come on, are you at verse 30? Then I like verse 30. Ooh, I like verse 30. That's why you don't want to stop it, nevertheless. You want to, at verse 28, you got to keep going. Caleb still the people before Moses. Now, let's just stop. Caleb was one of the 12 that was on the reconnaissance team. He saw the same thing they saw. He was there. When they saw the giants, he was there. When they saw the the walled cities, he was there. When they picked the grapes, he saw it. He was there. And here's his report. He's like, hey, I'm part of the team. (laughs) I got a report too. Caleb stilled the people. Why why did he have to still them? See, there's this, this panic starting to roll through. He had to go, wait, wait, hush, shh, 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 hush, hush, no, 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 shh, no. Still the people. And then he says, let's go up now. <laughs> let's go up at once and possess it. Let's go take it for we are well able to overcome it. He saw the same thing they saw. But the scripture said later on, it said he had a different spirit from them. And so we've already talked about the spirit of fear and the spirit of faith. Right? Said he had a different spirit and had followed God wholly or completely, whereas they had not. He said, uh, hush now, hush now. Uh, Let's go up at once. Let's don't delay. Let's, let's go up now and possess it. What does that mean? Let's take this land that God has given us. Let's go get it. For we are well able to overcome. Well able. Man, it reminds you of Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, your body may say, I'm not able. Your, your mind may say, I'm not able. But in Him, you're more than enough. I, somebody said out loud, I can, I can. Do, all do all things through Christ, through Christ. Who, strengthens who strengthens me. With His help, with his help. I'm, well able I'm well able to do it. To do it. I'm, well able I'm well able to overcome it. Overcome I'm, it. Well able I'm well able to possess to lay hold of the blessing of God. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm well able. I'm well able. And that's a good thing to get in your mouth and just keep saying it this afternoon. Because anything that tells you you can't, what do you say? I'm well able to do it. Why? You're not just counting on yourself, but you're counting on the Lord to help you. He already knew he's going to have to help you. He's with you. Notice the very next verse. But the men that went up with him They said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Now, here's where they're going from bad to worse. What do you mean? They're not lying when they say there are giants there. And they're walled cities. And that the country is absolutely occupied. It's not just empty waiting on them to get there. And that more than one group of these massive warriors 
it would be intimidating. It would be something you, you didn't want to see to get there, realizing you're going to have to go through that to get to the other side. But so far they hadn't just told a lie. They just told them what they saw. But now they say, we can't do it. And that's a lie. Because the next generation did it. Is that right? Proving it can be done. You remember under Joshua's leadership, the next generation, 40 years later, they did it. Showing it was possible. It could be, God could have done it with them. So when they say we can't do it, that was a death nail. That was nailing the coffin lid shut. And it wasn't God's choice. It's their choice. There's one thing to not believe because of ignorance, because you don't know. There's another thing to have seen miracles and know what God can do like they have seen. Is that right? And then to be absolutely unpersuadable, just balk like a donkey in the middle of the road and go, I can't go, we can't go, no, no, there's no way. This actually angered the Lord. It really displeased him and irritated him because he had something really wonderful planned for them. And they, the Bible said, they brought up an evil report, verse 32, of the land, an evil report. And most of the people believed that bad report. And they got stuck out in the desert. And they wandered around out there for decades and died young and died wrong, except for Joshua <laughs> and Caleb, who refused to believe that stinking evil report, who kept on for 40 years saying, we can do it, we can do it, I'm going in, you're going in, yeah, you better believe I'm going in, you're going in, yeah, I'm going in. And what they do after 40 years? They went in. doesn't matter what you believe, class. Hallelujah. Our time's up. Be sure and come back with us next week. As you can see, we're just getting into this. We love you. We, we believe faith is coming up. We're going from grace to grace, faith to faith. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've enjoyed being with you again this week. and uh, I know the Lord is feeding our faith and causing us to come up stronger. I always like to speak over our partners at the end of the week. We're able to do this and do what we do because of all the folks that stand with us and believe us and help us, support us. And I, I want to let you know that just like we're talking about rejecting an evil report concerning your finances, concerning your uh, bills, concerning those things, the psalmist said uh, that you trust in the Lord, the blessings on you, and you're not moved by bad news. You're not moved by evil tidings. Your heart is fixed trusting in the Lord. So said out loud with me, I call every bill paid. I call every need met. I call every debt paid off. I call every obligation fulfilled. Hallelujah. Lord, we, we refuse to despair over need and over lack. And we confess that you are the God who meets all our needs, who supplies all our needs, according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 
We love you. We'll see you back again soon here in Faith School. We're believing with you for abundance in your finances. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.